Welcome to Enlightenment 101. I am Danielle G. I am an author, a teacher, and instructor. This show will explore, engage, and enlighten us on love, life, living, and everything in between. We will discover how to not just live, but be better and sustain a level of life that offers well-being for generations to come. Welcome to Enlightenment 101. Hello, hello, hello. This is Enlightenment 101. I am Danielle G., your host. Uh, This show will focus on all things life. We will focus on matters of the heart, love, relationships, families, healing, the why, the how, the process, the recovery, redemption, getting unstuck, unlearning, the truth, the myths, Join me on this journey of enlightenment. So once again, welcome to Enlightenment 101. I'm so happy to be here. So happy that you're here, whoever's listening. And this is my first show under uh, this podcast, Enlightenment 101. So I would like to tell you a little bit about myself, a little um, how we got here on this journey And um, so you have some idea, like, where did you get Enlightenment 101 or, you know, why, you know, why this show this time? So just let me tell you a little bit about myself. So as I said, my name is Danielle G. Um, And I'm an author, a teacher, an instructor. And the truth of the matter is, I've been a teacher my whole life. Even before formally becoming a teacher, uh, you know, being a professor, um, and and I, I've been a teacher my whole life. It is something that is just innate. I have always been that person that's wanting to learn and soak up things and then wanting to share those things with others. I'm very much that person. And that's really what a teacher is. A teacher is someone that is learning and full of that 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 vigor or wanting to share that knowledge to empower and make other people better. So that has always been a part of who I am. How did I get here? Last summer, I had an opportunity to teach a course on kindness. I named it the Kindness project. Um, I teach in the business department. I had an opportunity to introduce the subject matter that you, you know, that I thought was important, but not necessarily a part of curriculum. So I was really super excited that I got to create that and execute it. And I got to see in real life the impact of teaching the dynamics of kindness, doing the research, the data and all that stuff, and and sharing it with students who had like interests. Um And then once I did that, I later took a course called Love as a Force for Social Justice uh, with Stanford Online. Was super excited about that course and finished it. And it just kind of changed. I wouldn't say changed, but added to me more of my belief or validating my belief in love and kindness and that it could change the world, that it it changes things. It changes the dynamics of how we see each other, how we view each other, how we treat each other. And I know we have a cliche, we hear love, 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 but, you know, we're going to do some peeling back of what that actually means and um, hopefully being enlightened um, 
um, with this show, Enlightenment 101. And here we are after um, doing the course on kindness, taking the course on love. I decided that I wanted to do something different, bigger, better. This isn't my first rodeo being doing something kind of like this, a radio blog. I, I did an online radio blog, which is several years ago, I want to say maybe 2015 or 2016, before podcasts were a big deal. So I was doing it and I was working with a great producer and she did all the technical stuff and I brought the content and the guests. So, um, but this is like my first time really just being able to talk about the subjects that I I believe uh, are important. So like I said, we're going to be talking about all those things life. Um, this this won't be a regular show because we're going to talk about it from a perspective of enlightenment. So if you're tuning in because you want to hear gossip or the latest stuff about celebrities, this ain't that show. <laughs> this is the show that is the is is birthed or being birthed to give you life, to give you a new way of being and um, seeing yourself so that you can see others um, in a better light. So that's a little bit about myself, and I'll be sharing more as we get more into the shows and the topics and all of that good stuff. But welcome again. And um, the first subject that we're going to talk about, you guessed it, love. L-O-V-E. That word love is so powerful. Only one syllable, four letters, but man, does it pack lots of power. Um, the late, great Tina Turner, who recently passed away, her first and only number one song was, What's love got to do, got to do with it? Y'all wasn't ready for that, were you? What's love got to do with it? That was my impersonation. Well, it wasn't even impersonation, just my attempt at singing. Um, what's love got to do with it? But love has everything to do with it. Everything. So let's get into it. This subject, there may be a part one, part two, part three, who knows? Love is is the core of everything we desire, be it romantically, spiritually, politically, socially, Everything that your heart desires has to have the ingredient of love. Minus love, there is all the stuff that we get that doesn't make us feel good, that that spews anger, violence, um, mistreatment of ourselves and others. And so we're going to talk about what, you know, why this matters, you know, and I know we hear a lot of people talk about love but I think that there are some core truths to what love is, and that's what we're going to talk about. Y'all ready? Okay, so let's talk about a little bit, like, what is love? You know, when we, you know, if you look up what is love, you'll see, and I'm a research data support type of person, so I don't know if I'll use a lot of it in this show, but definitely being a teacher and an instructor, I, I, I like to pull in the data sometimes. Um, so, but let's talk about what is love. And we hear about there's faith, there's hope, but we all always hear the greatest of these is what? Love. The greatest of these is love. So there are several types of love, um, but I want to focus on just four of them today. Um, 
you know, love is bigger than between two people. I know that we hear a lot about the, uh, the romantic side of it, um, but love is so much wider. It's, it's deep. It's wide. It's deep like an ocean. It's infinite. That's what love is. So the four that I want to focus on today are Eros, Philia, Storge, or Storge, Storge, I'm sorry, depending on, you know, if you're using it from the Greek aspect or storage, um, and agape. So we're going to break down those four those four that we're focusing on today. As I said, if you were to look it up, you're going to see several different types of love, but I chose to focus on these four. Um, so let's talk about eros, which is kind of that uh, erotic, romantic, passionate love, the ones, the type of love that we see in the movies where... Um, the ending is always, you know, they're always falling in love or he finds her. And, you know, the romanticization of the of love. Um, and it's a love that we all want. Right. We all want that romantic love and passionate and all that good stuff. But the truth is, it's that's exactly what it is. It's, it's kind of romanticized um, that type of love. And then we have philia, which is the love of friends. And equals. It's uh, it says that it's shared goodwill. An example of that is the friendships and the connections that you have. You love your friends and you want the best for them. And that's really how you kind of differentiate with um, who your real friends are. Do they want the best for you? I call the best of friends or the people that are genuine and authentic. I call them shine supporters. And what I mean by that is they support your shine. They don't want to dim your light. They want they they see your light and then they want to support that light as opposed to um, seeing the light and just wanting to be in the light with you or dim that light. So there's a lot for to be said for that type of love as well. You know, having those friends that will tell you the truth. And there's another I think is a, a misunderstanding and we're all free to have our own opinion. So I'm whatever I'm saying or professing is, is not, um, you know, you can take it or leave it or take what you need and use it. Um, Cause my goal is just to enlighten you. My goal is to, to, to just get you to thinking about the things that matter in our lives and what matters, what could matter more than love? Because it's something that we all desire, whether it is the romantic type of love, the roof, the friendship type of love, or the other loves that we're going to talk about and peel back the layers. But I think that this love is also very significant, very important. It's, it's important to have friends and friendships that support you, that want the best for you. I think that as you become more mature, I don't use the word age because, or I'm sorry, older, because I, I think that if I use the words either mature or seasoned, <laughs> and I believe if you're lucky, you'll get there, you know, so, but I do believe that as you mature, your friendships and your preferences mature, and you don't have as many so-called friends that you may have had in during your teenage years or your 20s or even your 30s because you experience life in different ways and you start to peel back those layers of, wait a minute, that 
that really isn't a shine supporter or why why are you just wanting to be along for the shine? So there's a lot that comes with that that maturity. And I've experienced that myself. And I'll be sharing, you know, I'm a very transparent person. Um, and I'll be sharing, you know, when the spirit moves me to share, I will share, especially if I think that it will be helpful for others. I, I believe that that's a part of the journey is that we're all here and we all have our own gifts. We all have gifts that we are to share and not hoard. Um and, th- and that is a part of the journey of love. It's loving yourself. It's loving the divine. It's loving the the gifts that you've been giving and knowing that those gifts are to be shared. And then we have storage uh, love. And that's the love that parents have for their children, that bond that's created um, upon becoming a parent. And, and I said becoming, I chose becoming a parent because the it's giving birth is uh, a, a way um, to become a parent, but there are many different ways to become parents. There are, you know, there's adoption, there are surrogates, there's a many, there's many different ways. And as society allows, they are getting more even varied. So the love is uh, consistent, whether it's from your body or from your heart. Either way, that is the type of that is the type of love that we're talking about when we're talking about the storage. Uh, love um, from parents for their for their child and for their children. It, it is a fondness born quite literally from famil- familiarity or dependence because that child is now dependent on that parent or that caretaker um, to take care of them. So that 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 is that is a description or an example of that type of love. So, so far, we've covered three types of love. We've talked about the romantic love, the love that we all kind of desire between two people. We've talked about philia, the love of friends um, and equals, where there is a shared goodwill, where we want what's best for our friends and in our friendships, where we want them to shine. And as I said earlier, I said, I call them shine supporters. They sh- they support your shine. They're not trying to steal your shine. They're not trying to dim your shine. They are there to support your shine. And I'm telling you, if you have shine supporters in your life, it makes you better. You know, love makes us better, not bitter. If you're in a relationship in any of the relationships that we talked about so far, and it makes you bitter and not better, that is not love. That simply is not love because love lifts you. It doesn't pull you down. It doesn't suck the energy out of you. If you're going around somebody and every time you go around them, you're feeling like, oh my God, here he comes or here she comes or, okay, you know, you got to put on the face or put on the mask. That is not love. That is not love. And we'll talk more about those relationships, but I want to stay on track and talk about what what love really is. And um, then we have agape love. (laughs) That is love of mankind. That is the God's love that is unmerited, means you don't deserve it. It is the highest form of love. I stumbled a little bit there, but it's okay. 
It is the highest form of love beyond romantic, beyond philia, beyond storage or storge, however you want to say it. It is agape. It is eternal. It is infinite. It is, it is the ultimate love, which is why if I go back to what I say, what is love, and then um, and we say there is faith, there is hope, and there is the greatest of these is love. That is a love that is unconditional. There are no conditions. And no matter what you believe or who you believe in, that is not a subject that I'm, I'm getting into because I think that it is void of love. I think that anytime we talk about religion, it divides us. It is not a connector. And I believe that love ultimately by our creator, no matter what you call him, I know what I call him, that again, it is a connector. Love connects. So that is the ultimate love, agape love. So we have love, um, eros, philia, storage, and agape. Those are the four types of love that, that we're choosing to focus on today. And why did I choose love? It's because, as I said earlier in our conversation or in my introduction is, Anything that you desire, whatever you desire, be it romantically, spiritually, politically, socially, love is the ingredient that will give you the desires of your heart. It has to begin with love. It can You can want a new job, a new career, a new mate, a new partner, a new husband. A new, well, I'm not, I'm not trying to break up no families here, but it, you, it, it has to start with love. Love has to be the thread that keeps it together, that is the glue. That's what I'm trying to say, is love is the glue. And when something is void of love, you see how things fall apart? Man. I got examples for days. I mean, even if we just talk about romantically, what happens when there's no love in the relationship? Romantic relationships, what happens? People get introduced to people they thought they knew, and they're like, wait a minute, where's the love? Where is the love? Where is the love? What happens politically? Oh, my God, we don't even want to talk about that. I can promise you that's one subject that I won't be talking about, politics. <laughs> Except for this example. But look at what's going on in our society globally, politically. Can you imagine if people showed people just decency and love and respect? You know what? Let me listen to what you have to say. This side, let me hear what you have to say. This side, let me hear what you have to say. And let's come to some type of agreement or a conclusion that is a win-win, not a win-lose or a lose-lose. I mean, let that concept marinate for just a second. Now, I'm not saying that it's it's simple, you know, the the problems we have are complex, but the solutions are simple. The problems that we have and we see in society is um, are uh, complex. I will absolutely 100% agree with that. But the solutions are simple. If we want to inject the, the ideology of just presenting love, 
it shifts, it changes the trajectory of everything. Oh my God, I have so many examples. I I have, I mean, I was out, I was, I was, um, this is, I don't know if this has something to do with it, but I've had a really, all of a sudden, busy week. <laughs> and I was trying to get a plumber and I used a plumber years ago and anyway, I reconnected with him, but he just was real short, not real, not real nice. And I just said, I just kept showing kindness. I said, okay, I understood. You're not available. Okay. But he just, you know, and I just feel like if we don't fight fire with fire, if we fight fire with love, then we can lessen the fire. Like we can put the fire out. But if you're fighting fire with fire, it just gets bigger and everybody gets burned. I don't know. That's how I, that's my thinking. That's why we call it Enlightenment 101 because it's, you know, it's not anything advanced, I don't think. I think it's just something to think about. Um, you know, if we just had people just sit down and just listen. Um, socially, same way. You know, so many times we, we judge people based on what they look like, where they live, their zip codes, what they're wearing, especially with this social media. It's so it's it's so missing love. Like it it's it has its good points, strong points. I think there's pros and cons to everything. I don't think that anything is all bad or all good. I think it's but I think that societally it is it is it's missing that. And I think that's why we have a lot of the man, I just want to say if I was a teenager now, I think it's I think they have a lot to contend with. I didn't have all of the judgment um that a lot of teens and young younger people have to deal with today. There's so much to contend with. Now you're thinking about likes and followers and all of that kind of stuff and it's it's a, it can be a bit much. But anyway, getting back to you know everything to me falling on having and needing to have that love um and I want to talk about, after talking about the four types of love, I want to focus on what I think love is, right? Those are the four types of love. But now I want a more, I don't want to say hardcore description, but what I believe just nails it. And it's scriptural. Um, but again, if you're not a Bible reader, that's totally okay. Everybody is welcome. <laughs> uh, if you're interested in being enlightened, and being a part of this journey and this conversation, that's totally enough. So, but I want to start with love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. Let's just hold up. Wait a minute. Stop right there. Let's stop right there. Love is patient. Brian. Yes. Brian is my super producer. Brian, do you think that we are patient these days? Do you think we're more patient or less patient or somewhere in the middle? Uh, I think most people are less patient. I'm very patient, though. Yeah. Can't y'all hear that? He, you can hear the patience in his voice. Thank you, Brian. Um, I, listen, data supports that we are less patient than we were 20 years ago. 10 years ago. We are... Everything is instant. Everything is about instant gratification. You know, I used to talk to my grandmother who passed away. Um, I don't know how long it's been, but she was a sweetheart. I was the only person that could get my grandmother 
to go for walks. My grandmother was a tall, slim woman. My mother's on my mother's side. Actually, both of my grandmothers were tall and slim. But I remember my grandmother, they used to grow their food. My mother is from the South. So um, they grew their food, like their, their, their food was natural. It came from the earth. So they grew it. They cooked it. There was no microwaving. It's, and especially Sunday meals that were the big meals where all the families got together and we feasted and we loved on each other. You know, um, they called it soul food. But think about that. It was soul food, food for the soul. It wasn't just greens, cornbread, and all the things that we we deem as soul food. It was because it was made out of love, right? But now we don't have to wait for our food especially with the pandemic. Now you can get curb service. You can call and order it. You can go to an app. Nobody's cooking stuff from scratch anymore. I shouldn't say nobody, but because we live in such a fast-paced, instantaneous society, we're not practicing patient. So if we're not practicing patience, how is it that we can show up with love? How do we get there? Well, you first have to understand clearly what love is. Love is patient. What is the opposite of patient? Pushy. So if someone is pushy in a hurry, um, not wanting to wait for you, wanting you to hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, you might want to reconsider. That was like the first thing that stood out for me when I was, uh, I met this person and they just kept, like, pushing me on something. And I was very uncomfortable. And I said, no, this is, mm, this is not what I want. So in order for you to have what you want, you got to be clear on what that is. So when you say, I want love, I want love, I want love, I want to be in love, I want to have love, you got to be clear on what that love is. So when it shows up, you know what it looks like. And when it doesn't, you know what it sounds like. You know what it looks like. You know what it sounds like. You know how it behaves. If you're not clear on what love is, you'll be settling for anything. You'll take somebody pushing you, convincing you, changing you, dimming your light, all of that. Love is patient. I love that, that it opens with, let's just start there. Love is patient. Love is kind. You know, I did the kindness project, and one of the things people misunderstood, and even myself, and when I was doing the research, is, you know, the difference between kind and a lot of people think that being kind and being nice is synonymous, that it's the same. It's not. Being nice is saying yes to something you should be saying no to. Being kind is saying, you know, as my mother say all the time, I don't mean no harm but I'm going to pass. You have to first learn how to love and be kind to yourself so that when others come along, they understand it and they know how to treat you. We have to learn how to, that goes into the also the part of self-love, loving yourself. And I know that's also a, a cliche and a catchphrase, especially after um, and during the pandemic is learning how to love ourselves. But we really, really need to dig deep into that and understand what it means, because there is no one size fit all approach. There really isn't. 
what is going to work for me is not going to work for you and vice versa. That's why we're all individuals. But the love is universal. The love is universal. Love is patient. There is no place on earth where being patient isn't going to work or bring about love. That is an ingredient that everybody can have in no matter what the language. In Espanol, whatever, love is patient. So as I go through this, and I don't know if I'll have time, but I'm going to try to get through each one of them and offer some examples and then wrap it up. But love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. Whew. Do you hear that, Brian? It does not envy. It does not envy. What do you think when you hear that, Brian, that it does not envy? Uh, it doesn't get jealous. Exactly. That is exactly right. Let me tell you, if someone is envious of you, jealousy is right behind it. Jealousy is coming. And jealousy is deprivation. It's deprivation of relationships, of a solid relationship, of love. You cannot love and envy and jealousy cannot coincide. It does not envy. It does not boast. It's not bragging about what I have, what you don't have, and all of that stuff. It is not proud. Ooh, that's a big one. Because that means there has to be a certain level of humility. It is not proud. Somewhere in the Bible it says pride comes before the fall. Love is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. You know how some people say, you're selfish, you're selfish. It is not self-seeking. Remember at the beginning I said, you want what's best for that person because you love them. You are not self-seeking, seeking for yourself. It is not easily angered. That goes back to patience, I believe. You're not going to get mad. You're going to get you're going to try to understand. You're going to be patient. How many times if you had to go back and apologize for something? Oh, I thought you meant or I thought you said. Oh, especially now when you're texting. I'm real careful with texting. I'm like putting smiley faces, emojis, <laughs> because sometimes I can be very direct. I'm a super kind person, but I'm also very direct. I don't, I don't, um, I don't, I don't want to say sugarcoat things because I am, I am very careful in how I, how I say things that are direct sometimes because I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings because I don't want anybody to hurt my feelings. So I do my best to treat people the way I want to be treated. But that's why I say the misunderstanding. Sometimes people take my kindness for weakness. I'm a very resilient person. I don't, I don't use the word strong. I'm a very resilient person. Because I think that when you use the word strong, it doesn't give me permission to be weak. It doesn't give me permission to cry. It doesn't give me permission to say, yes, I need help. I hate it when people used to say when I was going through some things in my life, you're so strong. I said, no, please stop it. I'm not. I don't want to be strong. You know, but getting back to the love is kind. It's not self-seeking. It keeps no record of wrongs. What? 
It keeps no record of wrongs. If we could get just one of these and practice it, and that's what I'm kind of recommending you do on this enlightenment journey. Pick one of these and just practice it until it becomes a part of who you are and who you are becoming. Whether it's being kinder, be kinder to yourself. Whether it's being patient, begin with yourself. Whether it's not keeping record, keep no record of wrongs. That means I'm not keeping score. Well, last time I paid, this time you should pay. Well, last time you did this, this time. That's keeping record. That is not love. Love is when you say, I'm doing it because I want to from the goodness of my heart. And then when you understand, practice, and embrace love and all of its components, you're going to get it back tenfold. Tenfold. Do you hear me? So you don't have to keep score. Because we all come from that agape love if we embrace it. You don't need to keep score. God has record. He sees all, knows all, and, and, and all-powerful, all-knowing, all-present. We don't need to keep record. Love does not rejoice in evil, but rejoices with the what? Truth. Oh, my God. I'm, I can tell you guys, <laughs> when I hear this is my truth, this is her truth, this is, but there is the truth. Just because you believe something doesn't make it true. This, that, that, that's something that, to me, is totally getting, uh, it's becoming really, really pervasive in our society, is that people saying, this is my truth. Well, we need to change that and say, this is what I believe. Just because you believe something doesn't make it true. I can believe that I'm not loved. That's not true. I know that I'm loved, but we have those times where our feelings get in the way of what the truth is. They cloud the truth. So it, this is what it means. And this, the last part is my, my, my favorite part. It always protects. It always trusts. It always hopes. It always perseveres. That's what love is. Always. So. That's what I want to share with you on this podcast, Enlightenment 101 with Danielle G. I would love it if you would take one of those and just work on. I don't have any type of 21 days or any of that stuff. I say just take it one day at a time. That's how I live my life. I take it one day at a time, sometimes one minute at a time, depending on what's going on, one day at a time. And just try to be more patient with yourself. Just try to be kinder to yourself. Just watch how you, watch what you say to yourself. You're listening. Be more loving to yourself so that you can dispense that and share it with the rest of us. Because that's the core of everything, everything that we desire. Love is at the core. Love is the answer. Love is the... I wish you guys could see my shirt today. I'm wearing love is the answer. Love is the answer. And on that note, um, I love quotes. And this is one of my quotes that I 
want to leave you with. And it says, and I actually got this from when I took the course I was telling you about at Stanford, Love as a Force for Social Justice. It says, the path of loving has no goal, only purpose. The path of loving has no goal, only purpose. So it just keeps going. So I hope you enjoyed this episode of Enlightenment 101 with Danielle G. I certainly hope you did. I had a good time. Tune in for more subjects on enlightenment. Thanks again. Talk soon. Danielle G, Enlightenment 101.